You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Hey guys, welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am that blind guy, Stephen Scott. The other blind guy is with me today, Sean Priest. Hello, Sean Priest. Hello, Stephen Scott. The only other blind guy in the world, apparently. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> we are it. <laughs> yes, exactly. How are you today? It's, it's an interesting morning, right? There's so much in the news about a particular gentleman this morning. That's right. Piers Morgan was back on telly last night. <sighs> no, no, not Piers. I saw, I saw a little uh, teaser clip for Piers' new show. Was it Uncensored, I think he called yes, it? Yes, yes. And he was talking about vegans and how, you know, all, all they need is a hot steak. I mean, come on. It's so, it's so transparently baity. Right, it's just oh, trying it's to get a, a brilliant. reaction. From... No, it's not oh, brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. You know, it's so nice to hear some opposing views without. I just, I'm so sick. I think this is the problem. There are so hmm. many of us who are sick to death being told what to say, what to think, how to feel. Uh, you know, use this word, don't use that word. All this nonsense. I think we're all just a bit sick of it, or at least some of us are. Uh, you know, and if you're not, you're one of the people who are telling us what to do. Uh, and, you know, that's the problem. And I think it's created this world. I, I, I'll be honest, I'm maybe not so far down the line as he is on this whole cancel culture thing. Yes, I know it's real. Of course it's real. And people who deny it, I find a bit strange because I think, how can you deny what's clearly obvious? You know, people are being silenced. And actually, it's not always celebrities. That's the worst bit. It's regular people who go on to Twitter or to Facebook or to a social network and maybe ask a question or say something maybe they shouldn't have said, maybe on, you know, on reflection they should have thought it through a bit more. The problem is we, we're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. We're not allowed to say the wrong thing and learn from it. God knows I've made enough mistakes. I've said stupid things over the years. If I think back... Oh, well done. I've, I, honestly, I've, I, I offended friends before Twitter... Um, yes. lost lost friends as a result of it as well. Um, and you know, I, I fully admit to the fact that I said things unknowingly. Learned how to think, and you know what was the right approach. As in, and I don't mean the right approach, but learned the error of my ways. Put it that way, and oh, and, yeah. and and then realised that actually, do you know what I can do better here? As Oprah says, when you know better, you do oh, better. Oh, please, please, love please, an Oprahism. Look, look. look. 80 to 90% of the people out there don't care either way, right? Yes, there's idiots out there that will jump on any little thing that you say, which they deem to be offensive. And there's other people out there that just say the most offensive things anyway, just because, hey, it's free speech and it's my opinion. But that's that's, the, that's social media. That is, you've just, it, exactly that's exactly right. what social media is. It's those both extremes. You and I and most people live in the middle. We yes. live in the middle somewhere. We're still kind of, and the problem is there's a lot of people who will not speak up, will not talk. There's such interesting timing with the Piers Morgan show starting, him talking about this end of what feels like the end of free speech, where people are just not able to speak and say what they want to say without being cancelled or without being sidelined or without being sacked from their jobs. It's it's just interesting timing with Twitter, I think, is, is fascinating. But it's kind of given a lot of us who've been kind of, I guess, sitting here on the sidelines thinking, when do we speak up? When do we speak up and say... Do you know what? Can we just have a conversation? I mean, I, when I started this show, I made it very clear from the start. I've, I've, the very first episode, I think, we said, you know, there'll be no anger in this show. Well, that was a lie. Um, but, there'll be, <laughs> <laughs> but there'll be debate. There'll be discussion. And at the end of it, we all go for a drink. We all get a chat. We all have a coffee or we have a Zoom coffee. 
Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And that show last night with Piers Morgan kind of started the ball rolling of this conversation of we've got to stop this. You can't say this. You can't say that. We've got to stop that. We've got to I start think, having a conversation. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Right. It seems no, like stop talking now. There's no, there's no <laughs> scale to anything anymore. It's always you're, you know, a, a, a racist Nazi or you're, you know, an angel. There's nothing in between. Yeah. Like you said, people make mistakes. And besides that, your opinion changes on, on certain subjects, either as you get older or as you have more experience of, a, of an argument. Then, you know, your, your uh, views can change and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I, I don't know. I think there is still a lot of confusion between this is free speech and that is outright misinformation. I think those two are getting muddled up quite well, a lot. Well, that's, that's not the argument. So, okay, let's talk about Twitter, right? Because Twitter's the big yeah. story. Um, it does all kind of merge together into one big, massive, messy ball. Um, there's an image for you. Uh, Thank you. But um, it's, you know, Twitter being acquired by Elon Musk, which I must admit, I was quite surprised when I read that headline yesterday. I thought, really? Wow, it's, hang on, I thought he, was, he wasn't into this anymore. And I thought he was... He wasn't getting a seat on the table and, you know, now he's he's run the place. It was just a bluff, right? Everyone's saying he was just making moves, really. And he didn't have any intention. But he got the capital together. Was it 43 billion? (laughs) 44 billion for the whole thing? And uh, the border says, yeah, we're going to recommend that shareholders take that that price. So looks like it's going to happen. Well, we're going to get into the detail a bit later. We're going to be joined by a tech expert. Yes, I said expert. That's what we need. Uh, Dan Sodergren's going to join us a bit later. He's going to join us to talk about this uh, in more detail uh, and you know get into the specifics around the deal, um, how it happened, and, and you know we'll touch a little bit on what we're going to talk about here, which is the the fears a lot of people seem to have. I'm reading a lot of fear this morning on Twitter that you know Elon Musk has taken over and you know, what's going to happen to Twitter and oh that's the you know what will happen, and you know all I'm hearing is that people who are you know supposedly for free speech are really concerned because you're not going to get free speech on Twitter. You know, you're going to be able to say what you feel. You're going to be able to see what you think. And immediately people jump to, well, that means hate speech. And that's the issue. It's, it's not around misinformation, although absolutely that's a part of it. And that is something that needs to be clearly be dealt with. And I don't imagine that that can't be dealt with. I think that what we have got to think about here is separating out what is hate speech and what is Misinformation. I think they're two separate things, right? And they can be separated. Oh, absolutely, they can. But it's public opinion. I think Trump should absolutely not be allowed. I think his ban from Twitter was absolutely justified. Right? Why? And not necessarily because of the um, because he didn't directly say, you know, go and attack Congress and stop this thing. Indirectly, maybe you can make that argument, but I don't think that was enough. For me, the moment he retweeted that. I don't even want to say the name of the group, but there's a group over here, a a particularly religious and racist group, and they tweeted about, you know, oh, areas in England that are no-go areas, they're Muslim only, and they're, you know, full of knife crime. Mm. And for the president of a first-world country like the USA to retweet that, it was utterly wrong, factually incorrect. It was terrible. And that alone for me was, he should have been banned straight away for that. So you ban him, right? Okay, so fine, so he's been banned, right? Yep. So then what does he do? He goes off and creates his own social network. Yeah. And then you drive it all underground. No, no, no. You drive all that conversation, you drive all that discussion. Because it's not in public view anymore. Twitter's a public space. 
and so it's a private truth, truth social is but a who's going to go on to are, are you saying regular people regular people who don't have the views of Donald Trump are going to go on that network of course yeah, they're not no, but then so it's not people... you're you're creating under an underground society where people can go it's not underground How can and they can feed off each other and they can come up with their crazy theories all in a private space. <laughs> Which is what the other one was on it? Four Chan was it? Four Chan that was the 4chan. other one, wasn't it? Yes, but what, and but you know it's the same thing. What happens on Twitter? I'm not going to follow Trump, right? The only reason I know about that stuff that happened was because I read about it in the news or whatever, and you can see it, but. We all segregate into our own little groups, no matter where we are, no matter what platform we're on. So it's still a case of living in our own little bubbles, whether it's on Twitter or we create but our that's own... that's like life, right? That's yes, life. Exactly. But I think that what I'd say is Twitter is probably the most open of them all. I mean, certainly more than Facebook, because of course you can have Facebook groups. I know you can get Twitter spaces now and stuff like that, but yeah, it's on the whole, a much more open society on there. You, you can see tweets from other people that you wouldn't see. It, you know, it takes a friend to retweet someone from over there. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't get that on so many of the other networks. I, I can't speak for Instagram and TikTok because I don't know what the hell they're about or why anybody's on them. <laughs> and what it's, I mean, just people taking endless pictures of themselves and All putting right, it granddad, up online and saying 16 seconds of absolute nonsense. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a skier and I love skiing. 8,000 likes. Oh, great. I, I don't even know what that even means. <laughs> We're only jealous. But yes, uh, I, I I'm not. I'm really not. Because you know I what? Am. People say to me all the time, Sean, they, they're like, you know what, Steve, you've got to get on Instagram. You've got to go on TikTok. If you want to expand the, the audience of your show, that's how to do it. And I'm like, do you know what? I'd rather not have those earballs on me. <sighs> okay. I don't right. want idiots listening. I want good people. I want sensible people. And that <laughs> is the people that listen to this show. I'd rather have three people listen to this than 10,000 idiots. Good. Um, I don't know what to make of that. If you do use Instagram or TikTok, we do love you. Sorry I'm about not that. saying you're an idiot for using well, it. I'm saying the people who are posting did. this garbage on it. I'm a skier and I'm brilliant. I mean, that's just an example because, I mean, there's a thousand million that examples, I'm sure. seems very specific. Has, has someone upset you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any skiers. <laughs> Do you think I know a skier? Come on. Look, it's um, just, it's so, it isn't as, as straightforward and as black and white as people make out. I, I get the free speech thing, but there's levels to it. There's, of course there is. There's nuances to this. And, and for me, the, the, the black and white of it, then the only way you can make any decision is, is what someone is saying factual or not? Other than that, if it's their opinion on something and they say, well, this most is free my speech opinion. is opinion. Let's be honest. You go yes, into Twitter exactly and say, right. I, and I really had a, a lovely Battenberg cake this morning and someone says, huh, I think you'll find Eccles cakes is better. Yes. Then, you know, and argue, but, oh, that's fine. But the, but the problem is nobody argues it. No one says, well, do you know what? I did try an Eccles cake once. It was quite nice. Okay, well, it was lovely talking no, no, to you. No, yeah, that's not how Twitter do. goes. Some people do. Yes, the vast majority will say, you, you, how dare you? You're a uh, Eccles cake, whatever, and you should be thrown off. But look, if someone came back and said, ha, yeah, but you know, uh, Battenberg gives you a terrible disease every time you eat three of them. <laughs> I mean, that's that's outright misinformation, right? And that shouldn't be allowed to to lie. That that isn't free speech. That is just. But, but how do you stop me? This is my point, though. Well, this is what I don't understand. It's like, factually... what, what do you want to happen there? Do you want do you want Twitter to jump in at that moment? Yes, yes, and I ban do. that tweet. Yes, because that isn't true. That is, it's it's just like we have rules for TV and broadcasting, right? You can't just come on and say oh, so-and-so is this, that, and the other, if it's not true, because you're in trouble. You can't do that. And what's, what's the, why can't you have that on social media? Do you think that the virus, the coronavirus, came from uh, 
wet, what they call a wet market in China? Yes. Or do you think it came from a, a lab? Well, look, the fact of the matter is we don't know. So if someone says it came from a lab, that's your opinion. Fine, you can have that. Okay, so here's the thing. Yes. If you were on social media, Twitter or Facebook at the beginning of 2020, and you had said, I don't know if it's true, but I think this might have come from a lab, you would have been banned from that. Your tweets would have been deleted. Yeah, which would be the wrong thing to do. Because that was considered misinformation yeah, yeah, at yeah. that time. Yeah, but the, and that would be the wrong so thing the to do. So the world you want, you don't want. What are you talking? No. You, you just said, I want, if it's wrong, if it's misinformation, I want it banned. I want it out of there. That's what you just said. Yeah, but they couldn't prove at that point. They couldn't prove that it did or didn't come from a lab. So that, it, what you actually said there was, in my opinion, I think it came from a lab. Uh, and that would have been banned at that time. I'm saying there is nothing wrong with someone saying, in my opinion, this is from this. Because it's an opinion. It's like saying on, on, on any uh, broadcast media, you know, allegedly. Then you can say whatever the hell you want, right? But <laughs> well, within reason it, on, on TV, for sure. But yeah, but, yeah, um, but you may see that as a get-out-of-jail-free get yeah, yeah, yeah. card. But I think, it's, I think it's the only line we can have in the sand. But that's, that is the point. And, and, and actually, the line in the sand is a good way to put it because the line shifts. The sand shifts. Everything mm. seems to shift constantly. Yep. So to know what is um, acceptable or what is the right information or what is wrong, and we still don't know whether or not the, the lab came from a virus, uh, in a, a lab or a or a, a wet market or whatever. We don't know. We, we no, may we never don't. know. I don't think we'll ever know, to be honest. Um, you know, we can all have theories about it, but what do I know, right? I mean, I can I can spout anything I want on Twitter. That's the point. But that is my point. I I should be able to to question. I should be able to bring it up. I should be able to, you know, in your world, you want me silenced. No, stop saying that. That's misinformation. That's fake news. That's not what I want. I'm saying if you said, I know for a fact it came from a lab. And you know what? Even if you took that further, and you know what? Fauci took it out of the lab himself and broke the vial in the middle of the wet market in China. Then you know what? That's utter nonsense. And that would should... satisfy a lot of people, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would yeah, be would. the best solution to that. If, if you just came out and said that, you know, if, if that was Fauci's last words, then you know, I think people I would be quite it, happy yeah. with that. They'd be like, okay, that's fine. That's, but, that would actually reset the world. That'd be like hitting the reset button. Perhaps we'd all love each other just a little bit. Take one for the team, Fauci. Just say that. Hey? Do you know what? Piers but, Morgan said something last night. I mean, he said a lot of things last night, but one thing that really stuck out was he said a war in Ukraine and a pandemic has not settled our brains or brought us back to common sense. Now, you can like Piers Morgan or not, right? I'm not advocating for Piers Morgan, right? No. Okay, fine. But you can't disagree with that. I still say, I think, as, as soon as we make the internet, um, you need a, a internet license to be able to access <laughs> the internet and we can identify who you are. And you can't change your name. You are Sean of Manchester and everything you say, you got to stand by. I think that would make the world a better place. Well, that's why people are annoyed about the idea of the edit button that uh, Elon Musk wants to bring in. Um, the idea of this edit button where you can essentially go back and, and edit tweets from the past. I mean, I don't know. I, I, to me, I just thought it was fixing spelling mistakes, but I think most people are going to use it you for going back yeah, and erasing everything they've just said. I don't think it said. matters. I, like I said, hey, maybe you, you've learned your lesson. Maybe someone educated you. If someone came out and said, like someone said to me in the street, well, you can't be blind. Blind people don't blink and you're blinking. Like, if someone tweeted that and then they suddenly realised, oh, that's utter nonsense and wanted to go back and edit it, I haven't got a problem with that at all. No, but you, you can also just respond to that person and say, hey, you know, did you know X, Y, Z? I mean, yeah, why is absolutely. that not a thing? I mean, I've seen people do this. Some people will, I've done it myself. I've actually done it a few times where someone says something that's a bit, 
You're like, oh, how? I think it was one I saw where someone said, you know, how can you be on Twitter? How can you even use a phone? And you go on and you're like, well, because I do this. Or, you know, okay, here's a video yeah, you should watch. And, and more often than not, the response to that is, wow. Or yeah, I didn't absolutely. know that. But the thing is, if someone else sees that tweet on its own and doesn't bother to read the replies and subsequent follow-ups to that, and then suddenly goes on a big trip about how you're a terrible person because, of course, blind people can use the iPhone. Then you're, per- and you've just made things worse for everybody else. But that, yeah, That's what per- you've done. The person who put that original tweet up may have just thought, you know what, I just, I'm tired of this. Let me edit it. So it doesn't say that anymore. That I've learned, even if it's a follow-on at the end, saying yes, you know what. But I've you want, but that's the problem. People, the people who think they're right, don't want any of the responsibility. They want everybody else to hold the responsibility. That's the issue here. So it's a case of, well, I'm telling you you're wrong, and that's the end of it. So there, and it's like right, but maybe you're wrong. I'm not wrong. You're wrong, and because you've picked up on that, you are everything you can think of, followed by ist. And I'm sorry, but that's just ridiculous. And those people need to be called out as well. Uh, Since we've been on, uh, Greg has been in touch on Twitter. He says he is going to open source Twitter, which might mean that third-party developers might get access to the APIs they lost a while back, and that would be a good thing. Absolutely. Upside. And he's talking about opening up the algorithms, so what is pushed forward to people and how that that all works. And absolutely, I think that's that's a good thing. But, hey, look, Elon Musk isn't the saviour here. Let's, Let's not pretend that... Uh, just because he's a, a bastion of free speech, that this this is going to change anything. It's it's all about the people, how people use this platform as well. It's he could allow everyone back on, and that would be absolutely fine and fair. But if people are, are going to gang up on these people and just totally troll them, then it makes no difference to the end result, right? I think this headline from the Guardian today says it all. Elon Musk will make Twitter worse, and it's already a cesspit of Nazis and killjoys. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just, there you go. I mean, change but, the name. But how do you, how do you, um, I mean, it's this idea that it's going to, anything's going to change. That's the thing for no, me. I'm, so, I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm, I'm with so, you on this. I, I, I don't agree anything will make, well, this buyer will do nothing to no, change I, any of that. No, Arguably, it will make it worse if you, if you have that view, because you'll see, well, the Nazis and the Killjoys can have even more of a field day. Yes, but I don't. I don't think that's the majority. I'm sorry, I just don't. I no, I'm that, not saying it's the majority either. Yeah, but, but the why, other voices why, that bubble to the top at the moment. Yes, why do we always refer to the Nazis and the Killjoys, as they put it? Because the as, algorithms uh, push that to the top. That's yeah, why. Yeah, I suppose so. Look, I've had some good interactions on Twitter. I've met some nice people through. I've had some lovely uh, direct messages from Twitter from people listening to this. You know, we and some people that have disagreed with some things I've said, but we can have a perfectly respectful conversation about the amount of negative that i've received from twitter is nothing now that's not to say that i can put my head in the sand and say it doesn't happen out there and there's not some terrible things if i was a a woman on twitter some of the the disgusting tweets that that they get constantly just absolutely blows my mind but I, i just don't know what you do to to how you can overcome that i don't care who owns it and i don't care what they do it's the it's people's nature when they're anonymous Sorry, I, I still believe it's that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you're right about the. Um, I mean, certainly around misogyny and the and, and sexism and and racism, ableism as well. You know, I think all of it has to be accounted for. Yeah. If you say something to a woman that's, you know, disgusting, you should be held accountable for that. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and we need to we need to find a way of doing it. And I, I don't I don't know if Elon Musk has the answers to that. 
He certainly won't right now. I mean, he's still figuring out. I guess he's still probably getting a computer set up somewhere in the IT department or getting an email address for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, he hasn't be, got one already. Yeah. He'll be getting a desk and, you know, be finding out where they keep the paper clips and, you know, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Of course right? he will, yeah. All yeah. the serious stuff, you know. It's like, well, where's the coffee? Who does the coffee? Is it free tea and coffee in here? Do you get Because, you know, some places they like to put a kitty in. Some companies provide it. Um, where's you know, the biscuit barrel? Do we, do, do we leave Margaret's milk alone? Do you, do you, stop it. Do you think he's, he's going to... Do you think this is anything other than... A profit? Is this a business to to Elon, or is this I want to make a stance on free speech and the uh, yeah the, the discourse that we have as a society, or as I believe it is the, the first one where it's just you know what this is a business and maybe I can make something from this. I don't know. I mean, it is a business deal. Of course, it is. It's about making money. Um, I don't doubt for a second that's the real you know driver behind all this. Um, can you do something good out of it? Possibly. We're going to continue the conversation. We have got an expert, an actual expert, um, which means immediately if I put that up on Twitter, someone will tell me uh, he's not an expert because um, that's, <laughs> that's how the network works. Um, but we're going to find out what uh, Dan Sodergren thinks about uh, the uh, Elon Musk buy out of Twitter and uh, what his take on all of this is. Very interesting conversation continues next on Blind Guy Talks Tech today. Exercise. It doesn't have to mean Lycra or a fancy gym membership. All you need is 10 minutes and you. Because a regular brisk 10-minute walk is a great way to get more active. Whether that's walking to the shops or getting off the bus to stop early. Picking up the pace and getting your heart pumping can make a real difference to your health. So, to see how much brisk walking you're doing and how you can fit more into your day, download the free Active 10 app. Better health. Let's do this. Welcome back to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Add your voice to the discussion. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com or call and leave us a voicemail on 0204-571-3354. Welcome back to Blind Guy Talks Tech. It's Stephen and Sean today, and we're also joined by an expert. Yes, as I said before the break, an actual expert. Dan Sodergren with us, tech expert extraordinaire. I saw you on BBC News this morning, Dan, looking good. Thank you very much. I, I, I do try. Uh, hopefully I was sounding okay too. And I wasn't too wasn't too uh, wordy. It wasn't too statistically or uh, data driven. But I do, <laughs> I do love a good stat and data. You're quite right. Oh, well, that's good. You've come to the right place then, because so do we. We love geeking out on this stuff. And, and it's interesting because this is this story just kind of blew up, right? I mean, we kind of knew something was afoot, but did you have any sense this was actually going to happen? Because it seemed last week the whole thing was off, that he was essentially going to get out of it. Well, I mean, it's very interesting, isn't it? I mean, you could argue he does it as a tactic. He actually used Twitter to then make sure that everyone knew he was going to buy Twitter, then said he might not buy Twitter. Then he said he wanted to bring some stuff in and change Twitter. And then, surprisingly enough, the board then backed down and then he he then took over Twitter. Um, So was it a clever tactic from a master tactician who's the richest man in the world? Or was it just a load of coincidence? Um, I'll let you guys decide what your beliefs mm. on that is, but uh, I don't think you become the richest man in the world without knowing some things, so, you know, you have some ways of the world and the machiate nations of what you should do to take things over. So, um, you know, he's he's known for using Twitter uh, very much. I mean, he's 
he's used Twitter. You know, he's, one of the things he he pointed out, and he's absolutely right to. Some of the people on the board of Twitter had actually only used Twitter themselves, you know, once or twice a year. So they'd literally tweeted once, and they still own parts of the company. And his point was, well, you know, I mean, he used it. He's used it, you know, twelve, seventeen and a half thousand times, and he has eighty-three million followers. So perhaps he would know more about what the company should do than than some guy that's only used it once. And I think he might have a good point. Um, however, I think also the the forty-six billion other reasons why he's uh, he's the boss now. <laughs> so, uh, without looking too uh, too you know too much behind the veil. Uh, but you know, he's worth two hundred eighty-six billion. I imagine this afternoon he'll be worth you know two hundred ninety-two billion. Um, is my guess as the Twitter price goes up and up and up. Uh, talk us through the reaction so far, because you've obviously you've got your ear to the ground on this story. Uh, reaction is is I think fair to say mixed, um, and it seems to be a very political reaction. I think as well. Well, Twitter itself, of course, we know Twitter is a is a political beast, and that's why a lot of people are worried about the fact that he's taken over. He has his own agenda, of course, politically, um, and he has his own feelings. You know, some people would say libertarian, some people would say quite right, well, right, right, uh, right right wing some other people would say quite left wing it depends how far you are down the spectrum of fascism um you know so some americans don't think he's right wing enough but of course they're, they, they're psychopaths so you know so so you've got to it is a political beast anyway yeah without being rude about it it's a political beast at the best of times so what i love about it is that even r.i.p uh, twitter is now trending and so its own death is being tweeted amongst itself it's literally eating itself so it's fascinating and of course some you know famous stars are now leaving twitter I wouldn't say in droves, but certainly leaving Twitter and saying they will never return because it's now been taken over by Elon Musk. Um, I think that's a, a knee-jerk and, again, political reaction. It's a bit like when people said, Donald Trump is going to be president, therefore I'm leaving to Canada. Um, you know, fair play to them. I would have done exactly the same. I'd have hated to be run by Donald Trump, but, uh, but you know, we're, we're run by Boris Johnson, so I can't exactly moan too much about it. Uh, yes, that's not much better, is it? <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I'm not going to get too political about it. But, you know, but Twitter itself is, is meant to be quite left quite left-wing, for an American audience, it is. And so I think a lot of people on Twitter have looked at Elon Musk's views on on what he considers to be freedom of speech and have then have panicked about this will now become a cesspool of, of very violent and right-wing views, which, of course, if you open the door to complete freedom of speech without consequences, and let's be honest, often when very rich men talk about freedom of speech, they talk about freedom from accountability to the rest of us plebs. You know, that's the reality. You know, perhaps he just, you know, perhaps Elon Musk bought this, and I didn't say this on the BBC, but quite literally, it's what I believe. He bought it so he couldn't be thrown off at himself. Um, you know, he can't throw off the box. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, a very interesting take on it. Yeah, because this is the point. I mean, we've, we've been just talking about this, the fact that free speech is uh, held up by so many people as this great thing until someone says something you don't like. And then, you know, it's no longer free speech. It's antagonistic and it, it should be shut down. And there's so much talk. I mean, I don't know if you watched it last night, but of course, Piers Morgan was back on TV last night, yeah, espousing well, the, the, you know, the end of cancel culture as far as he was concerned. And, and so well, it goes. I, where, do you, where do you stand on that? It does make me smile, though, that the very people who say they're cancelled are also the very loudest people on every social media platform you can find. So, you know, they're not doing a very good job of cancelling themselves. If they are cancelled, then they're pretty, you know, they seem to be more famous now than ever before, um, with more rabid views. So fair play to cancel culture. It's failed it's utterly. Anyway, um, so there's a big difference from freedom of speech. Um, and again, legally there is as well. 
Um, but there's a big difference in that and you know, freedom to excite um, hatred, violence or, or views that then become a problem for society. The problem or the interesting thing, certainly for us in the future of work and future of, of humankind, is that we don't have the laws now to actually protect us from either sides of this this agreement, this agreement or, or you know, equation. So if you let's let's argue, you think that the, the the Twitter and social media are kind of the common grounds of the, the modern world. They are the they should be laissez faire and everything should go. But the reality is, in, in in society, there is no such place. If you go into your local pub and you start ranting and raving and saying, everyone, let's go attack Parliament, then you're not allowed to. Of course you're not in the local pub. You're not allowed to do that in the local town square. So why are you allowed to do that with 20 million or 80 million followers, 3% of which might have mental illness problems and could be persuaded to march on the capital? Now, this is not <laughs> this is not scientific fiction or you know some kind of left-wing fiction. This is what happened. A very famous person who was, you know, was, was the president at the time said, hey, we should do more. Let's take this back. And then people did. And people went and marched. And we, we, we seem to have forgotten this in the, in the moment of, uh, of everything else happening. We've also got to remember the positive side of Twitter, which is Twitter's been great in other places, which have been you know, played by uh, dictatorships and other things that we would not in the Western world consider to be good things. And you'll notice that really nasty and the various governments, often the first thing they want to shut down is Twitter because they know that's where people have the right to freedom of speech and can mobilise themselves against the pressures and against, you know, you know, look at what Elon Musk did with the Ukraine. Look at what, how he, he brought the, his Starlight system or Starlink system to them. And, you know, in 48 hours, it meant they can keep having the internet and keep having Twitter. That's a pretty big kind of Iron Man-esque move. And that's awesome, isn't it? But also what happens if Elon Musk is actually a Bond villain and we've all been conned? And unfortunately, yes. he owns one of the biggest mouthpieces ever allows Donald Trump to come back in. And actually, his plan was to allow the far right to rise in America. Now, that could be a much bigger problem. Not data-driven, my, apolo- my apologies there. I went off on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but <laughs> it, it, I mean, you can't tell with Elon. You know, it depends what day, what sort of tweet you get. He's denied COVID in the past, I believe. You know, it, it's, it's, Absolutely. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's the other thing is I think a lot of people are looking at, uh, at it and saying, well, you know, because he is very personality-driven, and he could be doing it just for the sake of it. He might not. He might not be a great positive force for good because, of course, he's used Twitter in a, in the kind of wrong way we might deem it many times himself. Um, but you know, I think it's going to be really interesting if he comes in and he's saying, "I'm going to get rid of the trolls and I'm going to get rid of the bots and I'm going to get rid of a lot of the things that have been plaguing Twitter." Then I think that's a force for good. Sadly. You know, it, it might be him or his algorithm that chooses what the bot is or chooses who's allowed to say what. And we can't. Let's be completely frank about it. Social media at the moment, rightly so, hasn't got a good past on this. Facebook itself was embroiled in the Cambridge Analytica scandal, which people again seem to forget, and has, you know, and is known to topple governments and other things. So we've got to be really careful. If Twitter also goes down that path, um, you know, before we know it, we could be, uh, you know, the tanks could be rolling down the streets. Um, you know, and we could all be getting censored and, and being blocked because of our political views. Um, you know, the first, you know, one man's uh, freedom fighter is another man's terrorist, isn't it? So we, I think, who should we be more scared of, Elon Musk or our own governments? Um, it's fascinating because, of course, Twitter being a global thing, it's going to be interesting. If you remember the, the new laws that have come in around um, online and social media that, that the Conservative government are trying to bring in some really bad yep. examples yeah. of things they're trying to do. And of course, they've, they've kind of stopped our rights to protest, etc. Um, you know, all, all from fascist playbooks, really, if we're honest, if we look back to the past, this is what people do. 
you know, what happens if, if Elon takes over and then says, actually, uh, the first people I'm going to stop talking is, is the far left and the left, because I, don't, I think we should all be here to make money. And, you know, I don't believe in diversity and inclusion. I, I don't think he's going to do that. I think that would be a very bad business move. But also, is he, is he buying Twitter for political reasons rather than money reasons? And he's already said himself, he's not doing it for cash reasons. And of course, the richest man in the world maybe doesn't have to do it for money reasons. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, we're, are we really at a point where we're trusting a billionaire with our future? Because that's really what's going on here, right? I mean, essentially, you know, a billionaire is coming in and is telling us that, you know, he is the one who will secure free speech. Don't trust your governments. Don't trust your local elected representatives. Absolutely. Trust me. Yeah. What, what could possibly go wrong? The nice thing about this is, <laughs> the lovely thing about this is, and this is the great thing about life, of course, this has never happened before. So, you know, it's never happened before that very rich people have owned media companies. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't know that's exactly what <laughs> that's they did 20 years ago. And, and, and this is my take on this, Dan, right? Because, you know, in my view, I, I hear all this jumping up and down from people talking about the, the dangers uh, that free speech bring, which I find really interesting. I just find it amazing that from from liberal people, they talk about this idea that free speech is bad because it, it immediately leads to hate speech. It's not it's not very encouraging for us for our society, is it? If if the idea is that we give people a platform, the first thing they do is destroy it, even though all the evidence does seem to point to that. Well, I mean, there's a couple of things, isn't there? We've got, again, we've got to be careful with words. So, so in the past, loads of very rich, or a few, should I say, very rich people own things like newspapers. You know, in the 1930s and 40s, they, they own the, then the politicians. And let's be fair, the song hasn't really changed. It's just who's playing the tune, and mm. maybe there's just less people playing it. You know, face the Facebook owner, also WhatsApp, also Instagram. I have a feeling that but wields quite a bit of power. Um, and now Elon Musk owns eight different companies. I mean, if you think about the companies he owns. He owns solar panel companies. Neuralink AI companies, you know, the future of Twitter could literally be you put a chip in the back of your head and you can tweet without, you can just think, you can think your tweets. That, that literally could be... And God, way, God help us all. Just, yeah, just, to, just to really scare you, that, that technology is actually just around the corner. So just to really scare oh. you. We need that edit button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's when the edit button is really needed. And that's, and that's why he wants the edit button, because you have to edit your thoughts, because otherwise, where would we all be? Yeah. So like, yeah, so you, you, you could argue that he democratised, instantly democratised everything by asking 80 million people, do they want the edit feature? Yeah, now, the yeah. article is a, a renowned yes, of course, and lots of people do. Now, but then you've got the issue of, but what are you allowed to edit? And again... There's got to be some common sense ground here. You can't go to the past and edit your old tweets because that's how you control history. That's how you control the world is you control the past and you start to change the narrative. Now, that's really dangerous. But even that just subtle change. So Elon Musk is going to bring in, I think, very soon a raft of changes. And when I say soon, I don't mean the next few weeks. I literally mean months. If he needs to bring in new staff, it's going to be a culture change. A lot of Twitter staff are saying they're going to leave now. The way he views the future of work is very different to the way a lot of people do in Twitter. He doesn't think they need to have office spaces. He actually said, he actually put that as a, as a, um, as a vote as well. Should they sell the office space and then, oh, actually not even sell it, just open it up to homeless people so homeless people could live in it rather than use it as an HQ, which... You know, that's pretty cool. I think that sounds cool and funky. That's the kind of thing you could do. Um, you know, so I think he's, he's democratizing some of the process already, and that's brought some people's heckles up. But, but underneath it all, is he doing it because, is he doing it for the right, only, only Elon really would know, is he doing it for the right reasons and how will it pan mm. out? I, I think he might change the algorithm. And I think the change of the Twitter algorithm might be a good thing. And I think 
we should all start to have that conversation around algorithms because we're not having it enough. You know, people don't realize that the YouTube algorithm by its nature, because of how it makes money, will make you more likely to become a conspiratorial thinker because that's how it works. Once you click on one thing which is a bit dark, you'll have another one served to you and another one. And it takes about eight clicks to go from something which is relatively not naughty to something which is, you know, the lizard people are trying to take over the world. It doesn't take very long. Um, no. no, seriously, it's, it's a real. No, you're right. I know. It just it, it moves along. I, I want to ask you a little bit about Elon himself yeah. because I, I think a lot of people know the name. They know they hear Tesla, they hear SpaceX, Starlink. They hear these names. They attribute him to that. Now they attribute him to Twitter, and they don't really know much about Elon Musk. Um, but they're they're giving opinion about this guy. Who is Elon Musk? Well, it's a fascinating question because you know who isn't he? So is he is he a Bond villain? Is he uh, is he Iron Man? Uh, is he whatever? What he is is a very successful tech entrepreneur. Now, of course, the richest man in the world. But he did so from having a little bit of cash when he was first young. So it's not necessarily a, a rags to riches story, even though his PR might think it is. It might be riches to further riches. So uh, I don't know if anyone uh, on the listeners would remember Pay- PayPal. It still exists, of course. It's still a billion dollar company. And yeah. um, so he he helped start that. Um, yeah. He's also very clever at buying companies and then making himself look like he is the founder of those companies. And so often um, he's, he's bought a company out, held it make lots of money, and then everyone thinks he, he started it. So lots of companies that are worth trifling amounts like Neuralink and Solar City, they're worth a couple of billion, up to things like Tesla. Well, Tesla is obviously now worth a trillion, um, but he's also got you know ones in between, which is SpaceX and other things that are, that are worth hundreds of billion. So you know he is a fantastic um, entrepreneur, tech entrepreneur and businessman and now of course he's moved into into owning social media platforms so uh, you know uh, god help us all he also owns a really interesting company because of the name which is called the boring company and the the boring company literally makes tunnels and it builds tunnels under the ground and then he's going to create this thing called a hyperloop which is this extremely fast railway system that he wants to revolutionize mankind so there isn't really an area that he hasn't got fingers of pies in so i really hope he's not a bond villain because if he is he's doing a very clever job of taking over the world yeah it's absolutely fascinating uh, dan thank you so much for coming on i know there's no real answer to the question what's the future of twitter because we'll just have to wait and see but it is really really interesting to get your take on it thanks so much for coming on oh thanks so much for having me dan sodergren there joining us on blind guy talks tech uh with facts and opinion i like him sean he was good he had a definite a definite opinion on elon and uh do you know what? It just shows, though, right? We're just not sure. Everyone's sort of guessing on his motivation, and mm. we'll just have to wait and see. That's all it comes down to. And keep our fingers crossed that it's nothing evil. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, look, tell us your thoughts. We'd love them. Uh, you kind of always get in touch, as always. You know how to do it. And if you don't, don't worry. We'll give you all the information in just a second. Uh, thanks for listening, though, and uh, check us out tomorrow. We're back with even more on tomorrow's Blind Guy Talks Tech. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.